Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. I was reading a story and the story is about a man named Saul and it's actually found in Acts the ninth chapter verses 1 through 22 and I just want to read this to you it says meanwhile Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers so he went to the high priest he requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. I want to point out here that Saul knows it's someone of authority, so he says, Lord, but he really doesn't know that it's Jesus. Jesus identifies himself and says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. They heard the sound of someone's voice but they saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias? He replied, Yes, Lord. Now, here Ananias knows who's calling his name, which reminds me of the scripture that says, My sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow. Ananias knows the Lord's voice, and he says, Yes, Lord. And then the Lord said, Go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. And when you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, Ananias exclaimed, 
I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. Again, Ananias is fully aware of who he is talking to. And then Jesus says to him, the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Jesus said, Go. He's given him an assignment, and even though Ananias is afraid at first, when he hears the Lord say, go, then he goes. So Ananias went, verse 17, and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. And then he got up and was baptized. Afterward, he ate some food and regained his strength. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains? To the leading priests, they asked. Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proof that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. So after reading verses 1 through 22, I find it very interesting that... um, Saul, when he said, Lord, at first, he just recognized it was someone with authority, but he really didn't know the Lord Jesus' voice. Jesus identified himself. But Ananias knew who the Lord was, and he addressed him as Lord, and he said um, to the Lord, that Saul is persecuting everyone who calls on your name. So he knew who the Lord was. And I I like that because um, the word of the Lord is, is, um, it it makes the argument in the word where it says, my sheep know my voice. You know, if you really know the Lord's voice, you don't have to keep asking for confirmations. You don't have to keep asking for clarity because you know the Lord's voice. If you are praying, if you are fasting, if you are in relationship with him, you should be able to recognize the Lord's voice. 
But let me, I don't want to discourage you. If you don't know the Lord's voice, if you need clarity, then seek clarity because the Lord will definitely give clarity. He told Ananias, he said, go. Yeah, I already know that this is the one who's been persecuting me. I already know this is the one who's been arresting people, but I'm telling you to go. The Lord will give you clarity. If you don't have clarity, if you are concerned, if you're thinking, okay, wait a minute, the Lord is not really telling me to do this, then you seek for clarity because he will give you clarity. I like how um, um, Saul's assignment changes. His assignment at first was an assignment of his flesh. He was persecuting, but his assignment changed when God called him. And Ananias had an assignment. And verse 7, it says, Many times the Lord sends, I'm sorry, many times the Lord sends a witness or witnesses, and you see that in verse 7, I'm sorry. You see that in verse 7 because something happens. It was immediate. Those men that were standing there and they they heard the voice, they didn't see anybody, but they heard the voice. They were a witness that something was indeed happening. Sometimes the witness is right then and sometimes it's later. After a while, you see behaviors change, you know. You start to see somebody acting differently. You start to see their message changing. You start to see their actions. Everything is different. So sometimes the witness is right now, and then sometimes it's over a period of time. But in verse 10, Ananias uh, has received his assignment. And the first thing that he has to do in his assignment is to visit Saul. The second thing he has to do is to lay hands on Saul. Saul. And the third thing that he has to do is to speak to him. That reminds me of the scripture that says, how can they hear without a preacher? You know, so he speaks to him and he calls him by name. He says, brother Saul, you know, the Lord has sent him and now he is, he is, he is, uh, carrying out the assignment that the Lord has given him. And there's four things that he is doing here in his assignment. He's administering deliverance. But what he's doing in his administering deliverance is he is causing Saul to receive sight. He is causing Saul to, to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, he's helping his faith. He's causing him to receive strength. He's causing him to understand that his assignment has now changed and he receives his assignment. Verse 22, because Saul is now a different person, you see in verse 22 that, that he is the, not the one that he used to be. He is not the persecutor anymore, but he's being persecuted. You see that his message has changed. You know, he's now um, just like the people he was persecuting. He's sharing the good news of Jesus. He's, he's sharing who Jesus is. 
the Son of God. I want to ask you, since you received your assignment, are you different? Have you received sight? Have you received strength? Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to fill you, to, to help you, to, to instruct you and teach you? Have you received your assignment? Are you different? Are you strengthening someone else? Are you speaking to and sharing with others? Do you have your assignment? Are you speaking life into other people? Are you instrumental in helping them to receive insight and vision about the Lord? I want to encourage you to, to um, fulfill your assignment. I want to encourage you to know who the Lord is. I want to encourage you to strengthen someone else, to encourage someone else, to lay hands on the sick. I want to encourage you to, to send that letter or that text message or pick up the phone and call someone and speak into their life. Encourage someone, speak into their life. You know, bring about deliverance in the life of your brother or sister. Speak into the life of teenagers and children. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us each Saturday at 3 p.m. for a tea time with Marcella.